0: In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network.
1: Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the cast I'm Zach Romero. Joining me here remotely is, of course, one Chad Allen. Hi, no, I just wanted to say hi. That was it. You, you he's by all means... He's a beautiful animal, ladies and gentlemen. No, uh, we are back in the saddle here, doing what we do best: interviewing some of the top talent in the world of professional wrestling. And so joining us here for the first time, the on the precipice of historic title run at WXW. They have both refed, not completely competed in CEO <laughs> New Japan, and an absolute cornerstone of punk pro wrestling. Please excite your earholes for Jay Sky and Richard King, collectively known as. The Rapture.
2: Wow, what? that was an intro. That was nice. I, I like that.
1: that, yeah.
3: Was it something about an ear hole
1: or something? Yeah, don't be surprised, boys. I've called you uh, to the ring many, many a time. Um, yeah. But no, these two, obviously, for anybody who may not know, um, are, I would say, almost the textbook example of, of great, up-and-coming, hungry young tag teams um, in wrestling. I was going to put the South on it, but no, just in wrestling. Um, they've wrestled all over the state. Um and are continuing to make a name for themselves and they're doing an excellent job. And so we're thrilled to have you on the, the, the show tonight boys. Um, however, I think Chad and I would be doing ourselves a disservice. If as a professional wrestling, sometimes themed podcast, we (laughs) didn't go through the same standard boring questions that every podcast goes through in a little segment. We like to call the lightning round. Uh, so Chad is going to run through a series of questions. You boys answer them, uh, with the first things that come to mind and uh and we'll get and we'll quickly get bored and start asking much more interesting questions so chad please yes. the the boredom will probably happen quickly because we yeah the
0: boring questions are, are annoying but we'll start with question number one uh and i am going to start with uh one mr j sky because that's the name that jumped out at me first uh what
1: is your first wrestling memory Ooh, uh, this is the question that makes chad and i turn to dust because we're so it's old. right <laughs> <laughs> the hell
3: Uh, first wrestling memory has to be, um, I lived in New York when I was uh, younger and uh, my dad took me to Madison Square Garden. It was like a SmackDown live event. Uh, main event was under, uh, old school. No. Yeah. Yeah. Biker Undertaker against, uh, Brock Lesnar and, uh, steel cage match. Wow. Uh,
0: Richard, what is, what is your first wrestling memory?
2: Uh, when Seth Rollins cashed in the money in the bank? <laughs> oh
1: my God, oh, such a long time ago! Oh my God, I bet, I bet you, I am older than
0: th- th- than they're combined right now. Than yep. their ages combined, I think I'm older. Um, just by those answers unto itself. Um, uh, Richard, we'll, ha- we'll have, <laughs> you start.
2: i real first memories watching like old uh, rock tapes with my dad, like in in the early two thousands. Oh, nice.
1: I'm actually wow. looking at because I'm a psychopath, I actually own two of the rock VHS tapes. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah.
3: Oh i wow. I'm actually um doing the rock's eyebrow at the camera right now to just
1: <laughs> just for everybody at <laughs> home. Just picture in your mind's eye in your in your <laughs> uh brain palace.
0: Uh Richard, I'll let you start with the next question. Uh what is the first thing you want to do once this COVID thing is all done?
2: I want to go back to having absolute banger matches like uh, Gymnasty Boys, Ugly Ducklings, um, just any tag team that we haven't faced yet. I I just want to get in the ring with them.
0: Excellent, excellent. Jay, same question. What's the first thing you want to do once
3: COVID is all done? Two minds think alike. Two great minds think alike. Is that is that the same? Um, It is now. No, yeah, Um, that's definitely what I want to do too. Like you know, wrestling is a big part of our life, so. Just want to be able to get back into it and you know do what we love. I was going to say,
1: uh, both of them not exaggerating, by the way. Wrestling is a great big part of their lives because uh, I scoured high and low all over their social medias. And unless it was like something pertaining to what was going on in the ring, very difficult to find anything else about these <laughs> gentlemen. They live and breathe wrestling and working out. And it's very annoying when you're trying to ask uh, very specific questions.
0: Well, and, But the good thing is, it for these guys, it shows up in the ring, and that's That's and that's one thing that you can definitely say about them is because they breathe it like. And if your guys aren't watching like the Punk Pro Secret shows right now, which I can put over on YouTube, hey, you're you're welcome. Uh, But uh, uh, like the matches these guys have been having so far have been absolutely amazing to watch. Um, Even when they're doing Duck Season, Wabbit Season uh, with (laughs) with with the boys from uh, Gnarly Adventure from Gnarly Adventure, so. Uh Jay, I think it's your turn to start uh Marvel or DC and why.
3: Marvel or DC? Well Richard's gonna slap me with this answer, right? So I I, I watch I, I okay, I don't watch a lot of stuff, right? I don't watch a lot of anything. Uh if it doesn't have to do with wrestling. I, I do watch some stuff here and there. But uh to the question, right? I'll say Marvel, right? I say I'll say Marvel because if I don't say
2: Marvel Richard will, will literally hit me right now, and I'll fall off the bed.
1: <laughs> okay, good to know.
2: So, <laughs> so we're we're sitting in my room right now, right, doing this, and as he's answering that question, I'm looking at my, my Gotham figures, and then I'm looking at my Daredevil, like, all my Daredevil comics, and I'm like, there, I love both so much, but I feel like as of late, Marvel's been killing it just so much more than DC in every mm. aspect, that it's kind of hard to not just be a full-on Marvel fanboy right now.
1: It's interesting that you bring that up because we've asked a lot of wrestlers about this, and it usually does come down to, well, really, you're asking Marvel or Batman. That's <laughs> usually what it ends up becoming.
2: I mean, he he's the he's basically the spokesperson of DC. If you don't like Batman, then you probably like Superman, you know? Superman movies haven't been great,
0: though. No, they yeah. haven't, yeah. No. I mean, if you go back to the ones in the 80s, but that might be... I, I might be aging myself again here just by saying that. Yes. Um, uh, okay. Uh, last question of the lightning round, lightning round gentlemen. Uh, Richard, first, uh, what is the last great horror movie you watched?
2: The last great horror movie?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Last great horror movie.
2: Uh, I don't know if it counts as horror, but Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, That movie, it's it's not quite a horror. It's more suspenseful. It has more in common, I'd say, with like, The Shining than it does like a slasher. But that movie, uh, if, if you've seen it, it just makes you so uncomfortable. And I've never watched a movie that I've wanted to stop watching almost every minute uh, the further <laughs> I Because <can. laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. And you get to a point where you don't think it can get worse, and it just gets worse.
1: <laughs> I have to look that one yeah. up. Uh, I was going to say 2017 uh, Cannes Film Festival. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, interesting. And holy hell, what a star-studded cast! Yeah, and I'm talking specifically about Alicia Silverstone.
0: Anyway, <laughs> very nice. Uh, and uh, Jay, your uh, your turn on that one. What is the last horror movie you watched?
3: Uh, last one I watched, I went to a drive-in and I watched the classic uh, version of Psycho. Um, oh, interesting. Very nice. First time I watched it, by the way, and I, I loved it. I, I did watch the remake, the '90s remake, and I love the classic way more than way more than the remake. It was it was it was
1: a good movie. Vince Vaughn didn't uh keep you glued to your seat in the remake? No, not at all.
3: Not, it <laughs> wasn't It didn't have the
1: same effect. Um if you haven't yet, uh Jay, you should watch the um there's an original trailer for uh Psycho that uh that was released, and it doesn't actually show anything from the movie. It's just Alfred Hitchcock walking around the set kind of vaguely describing the murders that happen in it. And it's so bonkers to watch and to see it as, like, a piece of advertising. Because, like, you couldn't do that today. Like, if you had a movie and you were like, it was how the director just kind of wander around and be like, oh, man, there's some really gross shit that you're going to see. Like, (laughs) that doesn't really work these days, but it did at the time. Um, But delve a little bit into what was it like going into a drive-in in in 2020?
3: Oh, um, so I hadn't previously gone before. So like going that that was like my first experience, but it was I I thought it was awesome. There was a, there was other people there. Um, everybody was obviously like more spaced out than I would think they would be. Nobody was really out of their car, um, right? But I love I loved it. I loved the whole like classic feel of it. They had like old advertisements, just like you know what's done on the Punk Pro Secret shows. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was definitely it was it was cool. I, I recommend everybody at least try it once too. I'm a fan now. I now,
1: now, I do have a, a jumping off question here. So, to, am, am I to understand that both you boys would consider yourself moderate fans of horror? Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, have you guys done the, like, haunted attractions, especially that they're so plentiful in our state? Have you done, like, the Halloween Horror Nights and things like that? Uh,
2: we did Halloween Horror Nights, not this, what was it, 2018? 2018. 2018. We went in 2018 and that was my first time going and uh, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I actually have my oh, okay. house added on my on my right leg and they had the uh, I think it was a Halloween Four house and I love that that was so cool to go through that and hear them go through some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. so uh i I'm, I'm a big fan of the kind of houses and all that
1: so once you guys got to do that together and 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 getting to experience it in person, is that something obviously once the pandemic is over, if that comes back. Would that be something you guys are, would be interested in doing again?
2: Oh yeah, I, I'm trying to go to whenever they do Halloween Horror Nights again. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but if it does and if it's safe to go, then I'm I'm probably gonna for that. If it, if you are no, yeah, for sure. I know like
3: with the whole lines and stuff, they're pretty close, but yeah. if
2: they managed to do it, you know
3: That's safe. Somehow, it's safe yeah. So, yeah. Definitely.
1: Well, I was gonna say I did. Recently, a big long podcast about Halloween Horror Night, so I've got it on the brain uh, at the moment. But I did want to ask: obviously, you guys have kind of just dipped your toes into the haunted a- attractions thing. But if you could pitch a horror film to be turned into a haunted house, what would it be? And uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Richard.
2: So I don't have a film, but I was thinking about this uh recently because last of us part 2 just came out. Mhm. I was thinking how great it would be to have like clickers walking around.
1: That would be really interesting.
2: I would love that. Like just or like just do, to do an area or to do a house like last of us themed I think would be so cool cuz they did Resident Evil.
1: They've Not done really? Resident Evil and they did Silent Hill. And so yeah, I think that would actually work.
2: Yeah, I I I'm hoping for that. I put it on uh Twitter and Instagram, so hopefully somebody saw it. I don't think anybody but <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, Jay, what about you? What's your uh what's your grand sales pitch?
3: Um, I don't know if they've done it already, but I think I love the insidious movies. Um, and if they can somehow manage to uh put you inside that that void kind of area where, you know, mm. when they go when they uh sleep I feel like if they can manage to do that, that'd be an awesome experience to try to like walk through that. And uh they can even make it into something where, you know, you're trying to save somebody or, you know, make it feel like you're, you know, you have to walk through uh, you know, go back into the real world. Something along those lines, I feel like that'll be a really cool while while playing Tiny Tim, of course, in the background.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um I was gonna say my final note about Halloween Horror Nights and then we will move on to actual uh relevant questions. Um I've been doing, like I said, I was doing research on it. Uh, I think it was like in two thousand and one. Uh, Universal and Hollywood actually did a haunted house for Halloween Horror Nights that year, based on the Undertaker, the wrestler.
2: Yeah, I saw a video about what? that. Yeah, and
1: it's it was called the worst haunted house they ever made. Yeah. Uh, it was so bad that Hollywood studios stopped doing Halloween Horror Nights for like five years that's how badly it was received because it was like based on his like kayfabe origin story so I, okay. there was like guy dressed as Kane that would jump out and guy dressed as Paul Bearer that would jump out it was apparently really awful Um, so, so that's <laughs> our other uh, combining of like flavors together of wrestling and, and haunted attractions is, uh, is the Undertaker one I bet, apparently back in 2001 which sucked donkey balls I'm
2: looking right now <laughs> i i there's a channel called theme park history i think that's oh yeah called. and i'm pretty sure they were the ones that it was either them or expedition uh theme park or something like that they did a video about all the halloween Horror nights and that was one of them that they they covered and that <laughs> was that's weird
1: yeah very i i'm actually thinking about doing a video on it myself it's that bad but uh all right, I'm done. I'm done with Halloween Horror Night stuff. We're in the middle of July. with we're not, We don't have to talk about this anymore. I'm sorry, Chad. <laughs> that's okay. Well, you know what? Well,
0: During that conversation, though, I did hear a lot of things about horror movies. I heard video games. I, I've heard a lot of uh, different things you guys are into. What, uh, what are some of your wrestling influences that you've taken from outside of wrestling? Well, that's a great question.
3: I guess I'll start that one. Um, so definitely Tekken.
1: Um, oh okay.
3: Yeah, I, I love doing like jumping knees, kicks, all that stuff. Uh I don't know if I can pronounce his name right, but Haram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's all kicks and I'm all for it. So yeah, that's definitely something. Um,
2: you know, someone I take uh a keen eye to when when coming up with moves. Excellent. Um, I know this time around with, with the new gimmick that we're going for, uh we've looked a lot at uh narcos Hitman and just kinda like old school mafia. Mm. And and we've tried to like combine all those and, and we're seeing where that's going. We have some ideas for some promos coming up, like to tell a story. And uh and I think that'll do a really good job of combining those three. But I know specifically for me, and I told Jay this like probably over a year ago, that I went back and I, I rewatched the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies and I just mm. watched um how Toby like told a story like with pain with using his face whenever he was like fighting somebody, and I was thinking like he's so well at 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 showing off how in trouble Peter Parker is that I try to translate that to when I'm selling or when I'm taking heat. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gonna embody Spider Man getting his ass whooped by the <laughs> to try and get this over to to everybody that I'm really in trouble.
1: No, that's an excellent idea. That really is. And, and kudos to both of you for, for finding these little like bits and pieces in pop culture to, to apply because it's going to help you guys stand out. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Thank you. Um, well, now so, well, oh, go ahead. So, now, I, I have two important questions here based off of those. So uh, I heard Tekken mentioned, which is obviously a wonderful fighting game. Is uh, between uh, Tekken, uh, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter, which is the better fighting
1: game?
3: Uh, can I rank them? Yeah, there First. we go. Yeah, uh, both
1: of you rank them, please. No, 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 no. We're not ranking. This is nope. the indie cast. Okay. We're gonna play fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> right, okay. Fuck
3: <laughs> Mary Kill, Street Fighter, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, or Tekken. Okay, so okay, the question just got harder. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> uh Bing Bong.
0: Yeah. So um,
3: also true. Mary Mary Tekken for sure. Okay. Um Oh god. Fuck, Mortal Kombat. Okay. Kill Street Fight. Oh, wow! Get okay. a lot of for that, but that's okay because Tekken and and Mortal Kombat they're they're my favorite games.
2: Okay. 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 For me, it's it's Mary Tekken. But I feel like there's 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 a lot of uh, reliable people in the Tekken roster. <laughs> I would kill everyone in Mortal Kombat because you got Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage they're supposed to be together and they're over here killing each other i can't <laughs>
3: That's and fair.
2: I would, I would fuck street fighter i guess because everyone in that game's a baddie you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. You leaving I, up I, from Mortal Kombat. She got the gross mouth. I mean, cover mouth. The phrase
1: she got the gross mouth is something i'm going to have to put that on a shirt now. Um <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag watch that not on sure. So uh so as a as an aside here, gentlemen, we have uh some painfully specific questions here because we do our research on this podcast. Richard, um it's a little known fact that you have a, a fairly severe peanut allergy. So what is one dessert slash snack that you wish you could enjoy but for medical reasons you can't?
2: Uh wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um I know, I know, Jose, you always talk about Snickers. You, you get know, Snickers a lot. Yeah. You get the Snickers, uh, what's it called, the Frosty? What from DQ? Oh, the Snickers Blizzard. The Snickers yes. Blizzard. You're always talking about Snickers. So I guess, I guess just I'd like to have a Snickers. <laughs> I know. But, but I can't. can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And now my uh, my question for, for Jay. Um, you know, we just mentioned video games just a second ago. And Crash Bandicoot just recently announced that they're doing a fourth sequel uh, later this year. Um, do you feel that Spyro the Dragon is overdue for the same kind of treatment? And okay. if so, what would you put in to make an ideal fourth Spyro that undoes the PlayStation 2 era?
3: So, I love Spyro. And that is legit my favorite game of all time. Like, since I was uh-huh. a kid, one of my first memories, that was a good question. I loved it. Um, So... Okay, I forgot the first question, but I remember the second one. So I'm going to go with that one. (laughs) The first question was,
1: should they make a fourth Spyro that undoes the later sequels like they're doing for Crash? And if so, how do you make a good Spyro sequel?
3: So I thought there was a
1: fourth one. I'm not sure if there... There totally is. There absolutely is. There's a fourth and fifth Crash. There's a fourth, fifth, and maybe sixth Spyro. But the fourth Crash is throwing away the later sequels so that it's just one, two, three, and now this fourth one.
3: So it's just going off on its new thing or something?
1: Yeah, like they even say in the commercial for Crash, they're like, oh, how many times have you beaten Cortex? And they said, oh, just three, and they go, really? I thought there were more, because there was like, there's been a shitload of sequels for both, you know, Crash and Spyro, but they're doing the Halloween 2019 thing where they're just saying like, okay, here's the next sequel from the third, and the rest of them can go die in a fire now.
3: Gotcha. So yes, I think they should make another Spyro game. As far as like any ideas for it, that one's kind of hard. They usually all follow the same pattern with like finding an egg true like, or um, or dragons either or,
1: eggs or or dragon statues
3: finding an egg you know talking to dragons um if the fourth one had any of that I I'd, I'd probably buy it um so as long as it just follows it like I love naughty dog um and mm-hmm. I like make these awesome games so definitely i I don't know i I, if, if they make it, I'll buy it. I'm, I'm, I'm spiral for life.
1: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, Chad, you're up next.
0: Yes. Uh, so gentlemen, I'm going to, I'm going to go not quite as specific, but one I'm interested in, obviously you guys are, uh, some of the, especially in punk pros probably the, the, one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team they have there right now. Um, obviously there's been a lot of great tag teams previous, uh, to you guys, what would be your tag team Mount Rushmore? And, uh, uh, Richard, I'm going to have you start. What is your tag team Mount Rushmore?
2: So, how many tag teams in my list in here?
0: Uh, Rushmore is four presidents, so I would say four. I might even let you go five, just to just to make it to give you a little bit of a wiggle room.
1: I was going to say he's ruthless. I was going to say, well, four if you're feeling froggy, or just two teams since there's only four heads on the mountain. But Chad's making the rules.
2: Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to do four tag teams. Okay, so we got the Hardy Boys. Okay, I'll put them there. Um, the Rock and Roll Express, because without them, you don't get a lot of the, the stuff that we have now. Um, Young Bucks have to go there because we've been so inspired by them. And, um, Edging Christian? Okay. Edging okay. Christian, okay.
3: do that. Uh, so for me, i probably, I'd have to say Legion of Doom. Okay. Um, let's say the Dudley Boys in 3D. Um, now for someone from the current era, the Lucha Bros, I love watching them. They're freaking amazing. And um, I'm gonna go with probably FTR the revival. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they did in that okay. uh, that I love. I
1: was gonna say, I know that you guys got a little. Uh crossed paths with uh, FTR recently uh, because I guess, I don't know when you're a certain level of celebrity in wrestling, you just forget how Google works and you can't Google (laughs) R words plus wrestling to see if there's somebody already doing what you suddenly want to try to capitalize on, but be that as it may, they definitely forgot art. They forgot to Google twice, even twice
0: after you would think after the first time, they they fucked that up. They would go, you know what? Maybe we should Google the next time. No, nope, still didn't do Google, it. Just went, Google just, doesn't work in Jacksonville.
1: Um, but anyways, uh, talking about tag teams and what makes great tag teams and, and working on the same page, I would say that you guys uh, in particular work as a unbelievably well-oiled machine that sometimes tag teams in the modern era really don't. You know, Sometimes it's just sort of a, hey, here's two guys who want to keep doing stuff, and they're each going to get their little shit in, and that'll be it. You guys really do work as a cohesive team. But my question is, how do you get around differences of opinion as a team? As an example, um, Jay, it has been rumored that you have yourself a bit of a foot fetish. while Richard, on the other hand, absolutely hates feet. Now, how do you get around something like that as a team and remain on the same page?
3: So, you know, with my foot fetish, I just make sure that we apply a lot of feet maneuvers in each match. Uh, No, this is something that Richard and I believe it was Lexi, too, that brought this up. I don't know why they keep going on with this foot fetish. I do not have a foot fetish. Also, I'd like to mention, I keep getting Catalina Perez. She always messages me pictures of her feet and then sends me a request for $10.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, that's capitalism, first of all. (laughs)
3: But the thing is, she sends me the pictures first and then requests the money. So that's backwards. I don't know. I don't know all that. right, maybe, maybe. Need some help no. with the pitch. So I think, no, but to really answer that question, um, we do, like, a lot of people may think that we don't argue at all. But when we put matches together, sometimes we argue in the back, uh, just going over some stuff of, like, what makes sense, what doesn't. But I feel like at the end, we try to come together to put, like, a 50, which it should be, a 50-50 of, like, both of our ideas and, um, you know, try to come up with the best best possible solution and best possible outcome for, for the match. Excellent. Excellent. And
2: I think it used to be, like, when we first started, like, because we didn't know how to work as a team as well, it was worse. But now I feel like we both have a similar outlook on, on how we put together matches, that it's mm-hmm. kind of a lot more flowing. Yeah, I, so. I mean, of course, like, there's always going to be like, well, I think this should go here. And you know, Jay's like, well, I think this should go here. And then it's kind of just like, well, let's How about we do this and and compromise on it and it works out. But I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's normal. Like I, how many times have we worked with the tag team and we're just sitting there as they're arguing and like, can we put the match together? Can you guys stop arguing for like two seconds?
1: That's great. That's, that's excellent. And I, and I think that shows for being as young as you guys are, shows a level of maturity in terms of having a bigger picture in mind.
3: Yeah, for sure. That's that's no, but that that's something that that comes across as, like, you know, like our idea as far as matches is we want to try to go out there, and have one of the best matches of the night, and the only way we're going to do that is if we, you know, we're not one person's going to do. There's four people in the match, so we all try to come together and,
2: you know, put our best ideas out there.
3: You know, see what
2: happens. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I feel like I don't want to toot our own horns, but I know whenever we go into a tag match. We don't only want to get our stuff in, but we want them to get their stuff mm-hmm. in. Because if we just get our stuff in, it's not a good match. No, if it's all one-sided like that. It needs to be like an equal footing of of both teams. Yeah, you know. So if they're not doing their crazy stuff, we're just doing ours. It's not not what it could possibly be. Just... That's fair.
1: I think it's absolutely on on point, and it sounds like that's something that really kind of. Um, uh, is a is a particular sticking point for the two of you? Is having a team going up against a team that's you're willing to kind of build together, and not just like a well, this is what we're going to do, and you guys figure something else out.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: fun. <laughs> so, uh, well, Jim, let me and actually kind of interesting that you're talking about building a match and things like that um for other teams you've worked for. I'm sure you've worked with with a few of the you know um kind of guys that have been around a little longer. What's some of the best advice you've received? from uh you know one of the one of the people that have been around a little longer and, and if you want to drop a name on, on who that was that gave you that advice, uh tell us a little bit about some advice you've been given from one of the uh, one of the people who've been around for a while.
3: Um let's see. Um hmm. this one involves a lot of thoughts. just give me one second I'm trying to go back back in the catalog here. Um, I think one of the, one of the best advice that we've gotten, um, and it could have been, you know, either from, from, uh, let's see, let's see, as far as Eddie, um, Eddie Torres, um, he actually reviewed one of our, uh, previous matches from a couple, a uh, couple weeks ago, um, against the gifted, and he was just giving us some advice as far as, like, um, We have a new move that we do where, uh, you know, Richard sweeps a leg and I do a senton off the person's back. Um, He was just, you know, giving us little pointers of how to move and how to, how to make that look a little cleaner. Um, You know, just trying to like clean everything up. Uh, Some of our previous trainers have given us advice on uh, where to put our, our moves in a match. And if, you know, if we're working heel for, for a specific match, not to, do too much of our bigger moves to the person with in the heat um because that can kind of kill the credibility of those moves so we try to we try to just take on and uh try to just use different pieces of what people give and the, and that was just you know a couple there's there's definitely more that I can think of right now uh that we just probably you know already just implement um rich I don't know you got something
2: um so when the ACW show started back up, and again, when we fought the, the gifts that that was the first show back, I believe it was you, Zach, like when we did like, a, a, uh, before the show, like you, you talked to everyone, I believe it was you that said to uh, sell more to the camera to find the camera. Was yeah. you, am, I, am I right on saying that?
1: I, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like 99.9% sure it was in, you. Yeah, it was the, and I don't know, I've been, we've been uh, told that like, basically since we started to yeah. work the camera, work the camera. But for some reason, when you said it, it clicked that night <laughs> and I just started working the camera like, like aggressively. And I felt like my selling. I felt imp- like more of a show than yeah, yeah. My, my selling improves like a lot just, just in that one night from you saying that it just clicked for me for some reason.
1: Well, again, I'm going to take a hundred percent credit for that then. Um, <laughs> and so uh my my next set of questions here uh boys, I'll start with jay um you know i've uh, chad and i um we're we're sort of monopolized by uh well i i should say our fashion is monopolized by whatever Luna ends up making it fully gimmicked um that's kind of right. our whole wardrobe now, but as someone who um you know is not built like a stack of pancakes like chad and myself um <laughs> Jay, which company makes the better slim fit garment for a gentleman? Hollister or American Eagle?
3: Oh, I love this question. Uh, slim fit, definitely Hollister. Um, I used to shop at American Eagle all the time, but I'm doing Hollister right now. And never- Ooh. But Hollister for sure.
1: Okay, okay. Now, Richard, completely unrelated question. Uh you and Jay both have been absolutely killing it in the gym lately. That is one thing that you can find on social media. Um so my question to you, and this again in mine and Chad's wheelhouse at this point, what is does an an ideal bulk up breakfast look like for you?
2: Oh man. Uh that's a good question because I actually just finished my four thousand calorie a day bulk <laughs> that I was doing for two months. Um let me break it down for you real quick. So we got we got four eggs. We got uh, three pieces of thick-cut bacon. We have a cinnamon raisin bagel, a cup of grapes, uh, a glass, uh, about like a cup and a half a glass of full milk, and then you finish it off with a banana. Excellent. And that average is around like 1,400 to 1,500 calories.
0: Excellent. That sounds like my breakfast. I just don't have. I was just going to say,
1: I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that is like the fuel for a great workout breakfast or just what Chad and I eat and then just feel shame. Right.
0: And then, and then, you know, sit down and, and watch like, you know, DuckTales with my girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta bulk up. Oh, man. No,
3: excellent.
0: Uh, uh, so, gentlemen, uh, one other, one, uh, my next question on my list here. Uh, we talked about obviously good advice you've gotten uh, from other people previously. Uh, what is one thing in indie wrestling that just needs to stop?
2: Um, let me, how, are I gonna, how am I going to say this without actually saying
1: it? No, let's say, let's burn some bridges, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Set that um, fire, torch them up.
2: I'm going to be very vague. Yes, please. Um.
1: The pleading, yes, yes, please, please don't get us, don't, don't lock us out, please. (laughs) No, no, no. no.
2: People that think that there's only one way to do stuff. Uh Um, I always kind of knew that that wasn't the way. Even like when we first started working, like there can't just be one way to do this. There's so many different places people work all over the world, and you know, from so many different outlets, there there just one way you do this, and um we had the opportunity to go to NXT uh, late last year and we got to sit down with William Regal and he basically just reinforced the way that we thought about it, where he said, if someone tells you there's only one way to do something in wrestling, they're wrong. Don't listen. to them." So I, I can't stress how many times we've got done with a match or, or just, you know, we get feedback on something and it's like, this is how it should be done. And this is the way it is. And if you're not doing it this way, then you're wrong. Need, it needs to be this way because people don't like it this way. And I'm like, well, I, I appreciate your input, and if you're coming at it with like, well, this is what I think is good, this is what I prefer, instead of like, this is how it needs to be, then it's a different conversation. But when you come at it like, this is the only way to do a move, this is the only way to put together a match, like, I just don't agree with that. I remember, and I know I'm talking for a while, but oh, it's alright. I remember we put together. It was a, it was a. Big, it was a six-man match or an eight-man match at uh, a show. Mm -hmm. And we had a guy come to us that was uh, overseeing our match. And we weren't going to have heat because we had a bunch of matches before that that led up to this match. So it was like... The culmination. Yeah, it was a culmination where we're all finally in the ring together. And we were just going to go indie bonkers, right? Yeah. Yeah, But, so we weren't going to have like a real heat. And the guy's like, well, you need a heat. If it's not, if, it's, if there's no heat, then it's not a wrestling match. I'm like, who? who, who? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Who's that? Where was that written? I didn't get that. in the... I think that's the match we got our ass in, right? Yeah,
3: yeah it, was, it, it was a comeuppance. It yeah. Was,
2: yeah, it just had to happen. But like, he was like, if there's no heat in the match, then it, then it's not a real wrestling match. Like, I don't know. I didn't get that in the pants when I first started. <laughs> that was in the brochure. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point, and and again, back to the maturity thing. You know, it that's much different than like that attitude that you, that you're expressing here is much different than like we want to wrestle the way we want to wrestle, and everybody else can go to hell. the The fact that it's like, hey, as long as everyone's open to discussion, then there's no problem.
2: Yeah. But yeah. as
1: but as soon as like you know the wrestling police come in and say, well, it has to be like this or or go to hell then it's like, okay, well, now we can't have a discussion, and now this isn't what we signed up for.
2: Exactly.
3: Because
1: yep. yeah, I, I, I think you both would agree. I'm sure there's been plenty of time where you've gotten, you know, put together with another team or something like that, and they maybe brought up something that you guys would have never considered, and it's not that you're not open to it. It's just like you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that'll work too, as long as there's an explanation, I feel, and not just like law from the mountaintop of no, and that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: for sure. Yep. Um, I know there was um, probably another time that uh, you know, something like that happened. We had a match or whatever. Um, then afterwards we had somebody that was talking to us and they were like basically this is like the overview of what they said. They said, Be different but remind me of somebody else. And oh, we, we just looked okay. at, they were like, Yeah, we you know, you have to stand out, you have to change your colors, you have to look different, this and that. And they were like, but if you look like an old classic tag team, that'll pop the boys, and that's what we want. And I'm like, remember. what? I remember. Me and Richard, we were just like, okay, we appreciate it. We Okay, we went to the back, and we were like, we don't understand, like, do you want us to be different, or do you want us to remind you of, like, a classic tag team from the 80s? Yeah.
2: Like, it doesn't make sense. So that's something that's happened. <laughs> that, that's the thing, too. Like, everyone's like, uh, we don't get as much now. We're like, oh, you guys are like grills of, dest- of Destiny. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> we don't look like... You kind of look like Tamatanga, but, like, I don't know. We don't work like them. We don't dress like them. You know, I don't...
3: We probably have one move that, that they do that I didn't even realize that they did. Yeah. The Powerbomb Neckbreaker. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just it's that, but we set it up different, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. We love them. They're they're one of our favorites, so it's a compliment to us either way. But, Yeah one of
1: their favorites yet didn't make it on the Mount Rushmore also true so. oh.
2: hey listen New Japan's been not a bit of a-
1: <laughs> I mean you guys are both uh, you know celebrities in New Japan so um, yeah. no I, I guess I mean I know it was, it's was. it been what I think it's like the two year anniversary coming up of when you guys both got to ref um, for the CEO New Japan crossover show in Daytona um I mean, we can talk about it briefly. Everyone always seems to bring it up in your interviews, but, um, you know, getting to share the ring with New Japan talent, I think is the best way to put it. Um, and and Richard, I believe in another inferior interview, you had said that uh, uh, you got to see kind of like how some of the matches got kind of put together, and that was really kind of worth the price of admission alone. Um, was there anything specific or any uh, memories that jump out for either of you for being a part of that show
2: um i just noticed how relaxed it was in the backstage like everyone was really professional everyone knew what they were doing and there was no chaos like it was real quiet and just like such a chill spot but everyone was on their on their stuff everyone knew what they were doing and, and like you mentioned, I got to sit in the room when it was Penny, Ibushi, uh, Hiromu, and Naito calling a match. And they sat in a circle, and just for like about a half an hour to an hour, they just sat there and like really quietly just called the match all in Japanese. And I'm like, this is such like a peaceful place. What's going on here? Like everyone's just got their stuff locked.
1: Jay, what about you? Any specific memories?
3: Yeah. Um, I remember we were setting up the ring. And, um, you know, wrestlers start coming in and uh, all of a sudden we see Kenny Omega in the corner. And at that time, that was like Richard's like, favorite wrestler of all time. And, uh, you know, him contemplating the fact of whether he should approach him or to be like professional and not go. That was funny. And then uh, another one was uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, right? So without the mask, he's unrecognizable. And- right. He doesn't have the long, flowy hair that he has. It's part of his mask, and we didn't know that. So at the time, we were just like, "Man, who is that? Yeah. Like, who is that?" And it wasn't until like I found out that I was gonna ref their match. Uh, he started getting dressed, and he's putting on the suit, and I'm like, "Bro, no way! <laughs> I'm refing Juices on the Likers match." And that was him the entire time. So it was just stuff like that. Is is you know, fond memories to look to look back to. It was a it was a good experience.
1: Well, so I, I realize I'm remiss. I have to go back to a previous thing we were talking about and ask a question before Luna kills me. But I do. It makes my heart happy to just envision Jay Sky of the Rapture backstage at the CEO uh, New Japan show going, hey, whose Japanese grandpa's is here? Is he allowed <laughs> to be here? And then he starts putting on the gear. He goes, oh, my God, it's Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. I
3: lost my mind. <laughs>
1: Good. Uh, so the question I have to ask, um, or Luna will uh, divorce me right here, right now. Uh, you, you both mentioned, you know, being at NXT and getting to spend a little bit of time talking with uh, an absolute maestro of ring, William Regal. Uh, I have to ask, uh, what did William Regal smell like? I knew that was going to be the question. God damn it!
3: <laughs> yes, I do know this. So he actually smells really good. I don't know if it's a cologne. I don't remember if he was chewing a piece of gum. It just smelled real min- minty. <laughs> yes, and and he had he had so it's gonna sound weird, but his eyes are like piercing. I think they're blue, right? Yeah. Now I can't even remember. Well, look,
2: I'm, I'm fogged. You're like you're like me when I met Adam Cole, and I was like, his eyes are like a deep ocean blue. And yeah, but it's yeah. like a piercing blue. Okay. Oh, I don't. I wasn't. I didn't get that close to him. I was kind of like sitting across the table from. him, So to me, he smelled neutral. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Smell neutral. That's fair. I want to say either cologne or minty. That's
1: the that's the answer I'm going
0: with. Okay. That's fair. So well, based off of the minty the minty smell of, of William Regal, I will move on to the to the Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though there one Trevin is, is not dead. Uh gentlemen, uh obviously it's late at night sometimes. You're out doing the drives, you're coming back from a from a show. You're both tired. You're both hungry. You're coming over a hill, and there is a shining beacon of light uh, that you're going to be able to uh, get something to eat and finish up your drive. That beacon of light, is that a sheet or is that a wawa? Well,
3: that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to answer at the same time? One, two, three. Wawa. a boy. I love these kids. <laughs> wawa I- Meatball Sub. Hell yeah. Wawa's our go to right after uh, ACW shows as well. Um there's one right there. So we just we just stop by, get you know, fill up the gas tank, yeah, get some sandwiches, um, and we're good to go. Wawa uh, I was gonna say, okay, do, you, so- do
1: you both have uh um like regular orders that you always get at Wawa?
2: Oh for sure. Yeah. I get the the ten inch meatball sub and then a large chocolate milkshake. And so okay. I get the chicken
3: bacon ranch quesadillas with a pure leaf uh tea. And a big Now, now
2: your,
0: your Honor, if I may, uh if it pleases the court, mm-hmm. I would like to know if either of these gentlemen have ever actually been to a sheet. I don't
3: know what he, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay.
0: So Your Honor, I Your Honor, I rest my case. They just haven't had the opportunity to to enjoy the wonderfulness that is a sheet, to to fully understand what they're missing at the moment, so I, uh, I'm okay with the answer for now. If, until if they get it, the opportunity to enjoy the the uh, heaven that is a sheet,
1: if I may, uh, if I may uh, rebuke this outrageous claim for the court. I myself have never eaten a hot dog turd, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> I would not enjoy it. And I think the same could be said for sheets. I rest my case.
0: Your Honor, I'd like to say, how dare you, sir? Uh, I, do, I do believe it is the opportunity, for, sir, for you to go to the final two questions. Oh,
1: yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, uh, we here at the IndyCast have a famous final two questions, which I suppose in this case will have four answers. Um, and so, first, we've all had fun. We've had a great time. At least we on this uh, side of the uh, the interview have had a great time. Uh, uh, silly Goose Fun and Games. However, time to get real sad for a minute. So unfortunately, in the incredible performance art that we all love, known as professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talent early. Uh, So that being said, you know, we've talked about the Mount Rushmore's of of tag teams and and not far off memories that make Chad and I feel very old. However, (laughs) the question here is, if there was anybody that is no longer alive, that you could work with in any capacity for wrestling, who would it be and why? And I want to start with Jay. Uh,
3: I think um, this kind of goes to the question of like my favorite wrestler of all time too. Um, Eddie Guerrero was huge uh, part of my wrestling uh, childhood. Um, So if, you know, if I can, if he if can be brought back, right. Um, I would love to have a match with Eddie Guerrero. He was, Definitely one of the best wrestlers, storytellers. Uh, if you wanted, like, just to hop on what Rich was saying about emotion, uh, he brought all of that out, and I just don't understand how that much greatness can live in one person. Uh, but it was definitely, you know, taken away from everybody so soon. So, but definitely Eddie Guerrero, my all-time favorite. Would love to have, you know, love to have the chance to have a match with him.
1: Now, I do want to ask, since you you did. Obviously you grew up watching, you know, some like you said part of your wrestling childhood, but um did you go back and watch other eras of Eddie?
3: Oh yeah. So okay. I, I did I did I didn't watch so much of it, but I watched his new Japan stuff, you know, with uh with Chris Benoit and when he was under the mask, I forget what he was called, uh with the Tiger Mask? Black Tiger. Black Tiger, that's what it was. Um so I watched some of that stuff and then I watched a lot of, like, Attitude Era stuff when he was, uh, you know, with China and all that stuff. Um, and it's just, it's definitely, it's definitely, like, awesome to watch a performer grow like that so much. Because
2: mm-hmm.
3: I feel like all of his experiences that he went before he was, like, Eddie Guerrero and Paul Heyman SmackDown, like, all of that culminated into him having the, uh, the ability to perform at the, you know, at the level he did, which is a really high level compared to you know, compared to a lot
1: of people that were performing. So, so Chad, I think, uh, your, uh, ghost of Christmas past powers can finally come to fruition here. Um, I think a project of ours is we need to make like a playlist of the other Eddie stuff. Like I would love to have Jay watch him in ECW and like King mullet, uh, Eddie, when he was in like the early WCW days and, and, um, there's all kinds of different variations of Eddie out there that I think can help blow your mind.
0: Uh, okay. I was I was just looking right now because I know in ECW at one point of time um, they had a two out of three falls match, which was considered one of like the best matches ever. And I'm just trying to I'm trying to remember what show it was on so I could I could direct to it because um, they uh, Malenko and Guerrero had a bunch of matches in ECW that
1: were absolutely amazing.
0: Um, and i think so sorry I'm... to
1: say Jay, you're going to have homework after this match. All right, Richard, okay. what about you? What ghost are you fighting?
2: Um, this might be like a a not typical answer. I haven't gotten this one before, but Andre the Giant.
1: I don't know if you've ever gotten Andre before.
0: <laughs> we did once. It's it's not nearly as often as like Eddie or Owen. Those are the two we'll that tend 10. to get brought up the most. Right. So, or
3: so, macho man
1: so Richard, walk us through the decision for Andre
2: I don't think it'd be a good match. Let me go ahead, <laughs> and okay, good start, but I think it would be quite the spectacle. I think it would be a fun match. I think and Andre's a funny guy too he he was good at comedy, he was a funny person. I think it would be a really good comedy match between the two of us. I would love to see you try to hit the rainmaker. micro, yeah. <laughs> I go for the rainmaker,
3: or
1: I go for like the air raid deck breaker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, <laughs> not today. That okay? I'm sold. I gotta go make that happen in like you know 2K19. Um, <laughs> so, second question here: We here at the IndieCast believe that every animal in nature has uh, certain evolutionary traits that ensure its survival uh giraffes have long necks the rhinos have big horns etc cetera, etc cetera. our belief is that human beings as an animal their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools so with that being said both members of the rapture if you could fight any animal what would it be and what weapon would you choose richard you go first
2: yeah, you might already know the answer to this i've said it so many times go ahead i can beat I'll say this right here. I can beat any animal on land. I'll say that right now with my bare hands. I have full confidence in myself, but I would like to preface it or like make it a bit more specific. I could whoop an alligator's ass. I am so confident <laughs> in myself to just beat an alligator's ass bare hands because, one, its arms are so short. Its its reach distance is ass. I can box the hell out of an alligator. I can get behind the alligator. I can suplex an alligator german style and what's it going to do it can't take a bump it can't bend its it can't tuck its chin <laughs> it'll just goes nose first right into the dirt and done.
1: i i mean that is just nature at that point that a an alligator definitely can't tuck its chin and take a proper bump no. there's no there's no if steve irwin taught us nothing else he taught us that yeah uh, <laughs> So Jay, now now the answer is uh, is in your hands.
3: So he mentioned he mentioned an animal in his in his in his rebuttal, right? So oh, he, yes, here, that is
1: the question.
3: Uh, Richard mentioned his bare hands. I'm going to say a bear. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to say a bear, right? And my 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 weapon of choice has to be, and this weapon uh, has put many people down. You know, this this weapon has laid a lot of people out. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the classic blue steel chair from the Attitude era. Mick there Foley, you go, right to the Bears' head. Mick Foley style. Just just there, a steel chair. I think I will win. Okay, um, you know, and I may have two steel chairs. Who knows? Like I just may <laughs> bring a second one, just,
1: just second. as a backup. Good, good.
3: Concher, oh, okay. We just might need a chair to the bear. Um, but I think under these odds, uh, me and Richard would be pretty 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 fair. Uh. Fair game, yeah, with, with these animals. Uh alligators and bears watch out. That is gonna be the next tag match. Yeah.
1: Uh well, unfortunately I can only give you both half points for that because Jay did not go with uh hitting it with a conberto instead yeah. of a concerto. <laughs> so we get half points. But still, good job. Good job, fellas.
3: I like that one. I'm gonna use that, writing it down.
1: <laughs> well,
0: uh gentlemen, this is the uh part in the show that uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call get your shit in. Uh, where you get to let everybody know where they can find your social media, where they can buy your merchandise. Uh, gentlemen, the floor is yours.
3: Ooh, awesome. So I'll start on there. Um, I use Facebook. Um, on Facebook, you can find me at, as J Sky. Uh, it's going to be the nickname on there. Or you can find me on, on, as my real name, Jose Martin. Um, then my Instagram is J Sky underscore official. And uh, as of right now, I do have a pro wrestling T-shirt. Shirt just released today. Uh ProWrestlingTees.com slash and then also just to put in our uh, tag one in there as well. We have um, Instagram is the Rapture underscore official We're under Rapture on Facebook, and then I'll let
2: Richard plug in all of his goodness. So Instagram, it's RichardKingOfficial. Twitter, RichardKing. Uh, uh, Ooh, I forgot. Richard, King? Ooh, I forgot Richard, Richard I King on Twitter, uh, ProWrestlingTees Richard King. I have. the user shirt up on there we also have the uh first rapture shirt up on there um we're still waiting on zach yes zach i'm actually
3: wearing the shirt right now the one you uh designed on there. we're still waiting on that um on what
1: i'm pretty sure it's fully (laughs) good let me double check so i can shame the both of you here hold on is it up (laughs) i'm pretty sure it is let me double if it is i'm shaming both of you you're getting half credit again um
2: Myself, I didn't yeah, know. it's
1: a thousand percent up. If you go to fullygimmick.com slash collection slash punk pro wrestling, the Rapture uh, double sided tee is available. You can see a very handsome photo of uh, of Richard J. and a third unnamed gentleman um, from a bodega. They're modeling said tees. They are available on fullygimmick.com You're both getting half credit.
3: Oh, I'm sad now. Yeah, I know. We were waiting
2: for this. We didn't know. We didn't know. So, that, so you can go there too. <laughs> uh, excellent uh, excellent rebound on that, on that skill. We'll, we'll cut that we'll cut that <laughs> facebook richard king um and then youtube uh richard king as well i just started a workout series up on there i'm going to be trying to post something every saturday morning not just so specifically workout stuff but just uh blog stuff and maybe games, uh, stuff in the future also there's a playlist on my channel uh most of our, well not most of our matches, but a decent chunk of our matches, whenever we get footage, I'll put it on the playlist.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, Chad, I think this is one for the record books. An excellent excellent interview by one of the premier tag teams in uh, pro wrestling, especially in the South, but I'd say up-and-comers in general. Um, Of course, we want to thank all of our listeners as always, the Dozens and Dozens Please follow these two young men. They are going to go places other than just Punk Pro and maybe a few others. Um, they are going to take over the world, so make sure you're on the ground floor so you can be a real hipster and a real dickhead about it later. Uh, <laughs> special thanks, of course, to Luna for coming in. A very special thanks to uh, Sofia Castillo. Uh, and to everybody here on behalf of Chad Allen, I'm Zach Romero. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as we always say, Deuces! Deucey.
2: Well hope I don't poop today.
1: Hercules Mulligan! I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a whole decision.
0: <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. Me we are more touching wieners, touching wieners professionally.
1: Rick
3: Flair said fuck a six-pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am
1: is a big,
0: queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.